For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How's working from home been going for you? Remarkably remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. That's in quotes, by the way, new normal. In just three minutes or less, we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track from managing your motivation, workloads, and relationships to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips. It's back. It's the MomCast, Mominating 2. We talk 30 minutes of Rangers, then we bring my mom and then Greg's mom on. Hope you guys enjoy. Shoutouts to moms out there. Hope everyone's being safe. Here's the show. Hey, Bushwick events. Welcome to another week of the Bushwick Away. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Greg Kaplan of The Athletic. Greg, I'm also The Athletic. Greg, say hello. It's a good weekend, Ryan. It's a good weekend. Any, any weekend's a good weekend when I finish up on the ponies down in Florida. So we'll we'll call this one a good one. This was a good... You actually won, is what you're saying. You won. I won. I won about $400 today. So I finished about... $350 in the green on the weekend. That's so it's a good weekend. That actually sounds pretty good. Dude. Ryan, I am nervous. It's it's getting to a point now where I don't need to listen to I don't think I need to listen to others people's of other people's opinions about horses because all I've been doing is studying horses. I have nothing else to do. I should be reading, I could be writing, I could be making myself a better smarter human being while in quarantine and instead i'm just i'm just learning everything i can about ponies it's so funny That's you it. say that because i feel like you and i have got to the opposite spectrums where i agree i've done nothing to improve myself as a person i've actually stopped working out well i did i do you know sort of have that covid thing you, going on huh? yeah you, uh, you got sick you at least have like the you have a reason why recently you haven't been able to do much yeah i'm started. i'm on the rebound right now just as an update like Diana started to be able to smell again, which is nice. Uh, this so you is, had to start taking showers again? Yeah, the sh- the showering daily part to make sure my wife doesn't divorce me is really tough. Like, it's harder than I remembered it to be. Um, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I find myself taking more showers now than when, like, back when we were allowed to go out, if I just had a lazy weekend in, right. wouldn't it be uncommon if I didn't shower for a weekend and then just showered on Monday? I don't think that's too bad, no. Now I'm it's at least one a day. It's almost as if a shower gives me something to do for 15 minutes, so I do it. It's I'll, it's not like I'll I'm definitely showering skip to go a day somewhere. now. Like I it's I always feel 700% better when I do shower, but I always, I do end up skipping a day for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I normally I would I would skip a day or seven. unless I had plans, but now it, I don't see anyone. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm not doing it because I have to go out. I just do it to have something to do. Right. Uh, speaking of something to do, I mean, obviously there's not a lot of Ranger news, and we'll get to the tower wall in a second. All I've been doing on my end is researching Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. That's right. New characters, new abilities, watching people play d and I'm nerding out in the nerdiest way. I'm tr- I might convince my mom to play. We'll talk about that with her when she comes on. Uh, that'll be something else. One more thing. Uh, this... This is an ad for them for free, I guess. This I'm really happy. Last week we had an ad for Manscaped. 
Uh, and luckily, it's not our sponsor this week with our moms. That's all I'll say. Oh, that'd be tough. That that'd would be, be tough. a hard one. All right, now let's go to our moms. Brought to you by Shave It Our Pubes. And <laughs> <laughs> they'd be happy to know happy, that we're Happy Mother's Day. Up. They'd be happy to know that we're keeping our bodies on the up and up. So. Yeah, it's like I, I believe uh, Manscaped used it. They said the lawnmower 3.0. I, I'm giving them the ad. Like they didn't pay for it this week, but they're getting it. Um, free, free advertising. Gotta love it. Great job. Uh, so uh, one piece of reintroduce before we get to some five star questions and our mothers for mother Momcast to the momming. Uh, Tyler Wall signed a entry level contract with the New York Rangers. This is something that you and I did not predict. We saw him play at, or ha- rather have one of the best collegiate. Uh, seasons of any goalie and then we saw the pipeline for goalies it's stacked and we thought he'd pull a Kevin Hayes or a Jimmy Vc and just not sign with the Rangers and yet he signed his entry-level contract what did you make of this uh I was a little I was surprised mostly because Tyler Wall would have had the lay of the land if he wanted to go to unrestricted free agency and I think he would have been able to command the market to a point where some team would have been able to sell him on the fact that he would start the season on the NHL roster with that team that he signed with. But you know, it's, it's interesting mostly because we're in such a strange hockey climate. Now we don't know what the future holds in terms of player rosters or roster management or salary cap. Um, so maybe Tyler just saw it as here's an organization that drafted me. There's, no surprises with what's going to happen here. They're obviously one of the best organizations in hockey when it comes to developing goalies. Like Tyler Wall is going to be in good hands. In terms of what I think it means for the New York Rangers at the NHL level, I don't think it means anything. Tyler is going to be your starter in Hartford. Um, Adam Huska had a decent season, but not a great season. It's not like the Rangers were going to bring back JF Berube for another season. Um, he's, he's going to be, I think he's going to be the clear cut number one. And if, if Tyler wall plays so well that he's the latest goalie that makes the Rangers have to make another hard decision, then Godspeed, God bless. Uh, but this, this moves has no impact on Henrik Lundqvist. I think what's going to happen with Henrik is going to happen with or without Tyler wall. I don't think this has any impact on Georgiev. I, we have no reason to believe the New York Rangers or management thinks anything is wrong with running next season as a 1A, 1B type situation with Shesterkin and Georgiev. Uh, it's nice that the Rangers have fallback options, but even if Wall didn't sign, they got Olaf Lindbaum over in Sweden. Mm-hmm. This, this, this organization is drunk on goalies. They're they are. Absolutely. absolutely drunk on goalies. So I think it's great that Hartford is going to have a new number one. I think it's great that the Rangers have yet another goalie prospect under contract. I think it's great that it does give the Rangers options to be creative if they want to be. But I, I think we're, I think we understand everything about what the Rangers are going to look like come the 2020, 2021 season, whenever it starts, it's Igor is going to start opening night. Georgiev still going to get 35 to 40% of the starts and Henrik Lundqvist is not going to be a New York Ranger. But I also think all that was going to happen with or Regardless. without Tyler Wall. Yeah, I sort of see this as uh, Tyler Wall is their predicted backup to Igor in the future, like 2023. Like, they see Tyler even, Wall as the backup. I don't, even, I don't even know if it's going to get to that point. I think it's the Rangers are going to see what they have in Tyler Wall, and I think they're kind of playing with house money when it comes to goaltenders. I don't, 
I don't think the Rangers. I believe the Rangers are planning the next five years with Shesterkin and Georgiev as their netminders. But if Tyler Wall pulls a Shesterkin himself and plays out of this world in Hartford, I think the Rangers will make a decision on Georgiev then. But I don't think this is going to force their... They're going to let Tyler Wall force their hands. And quite honestly, Tyler Wall might not. As great as Tyler Wall was last year, the transition from the NCAA game to the AHL is still a massive jump in and of itself. I don't think the the Rangers, like I said, it, this is literally house money. If Tyler Wall pans out, fantastic. The Rangers have another NHL caliber goalie in their system. And if Tyler Wall busts, what does it matter? They got three more goalies behind Tyler Wall that they can put in Hartford and try and catch fire with one of them. So it, it really great, is great piece it's, of business it's by just Jeff great Gordon. news, to be honest. That's that's really yeah. what it is. It's it's, it's a great death piece. It's a great it's a great piece of business by Gordon. It it's that simple. Tyler Wall. Tyler Wall understood when he signed that his clearest path, clearest path to the NHL would not run through New York. It, it's it's going to be very hard for Tyler Wall to debut with the New York Rangers in the next two seasons. Um, but the Rangers, it, it allows them to have another chip. I know both Georgiev and Shosturkin are going to be exempt from Seattle, but mm-hmm. it gives the Rangers expansion fodder in terms of maybe the Rangers want to trade Tyler Wall and a less valuable piece to keep a piece the Rangers can't protect down the road, something like that. That's a good. It's just that's a good one. Yeah, it's 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 straight up. It's like what to compare it to? It the devil the, the devil race the Rays. How many how many DHs slash first baseman slash corner outfielders did they uh, signed this off seven seven legitimately yeah. seven. So they have options if something happened to one of them. They had options on the trade market. The New York Rangers are in the most unique position when it comes to their goalie depth where every team in the NHL is going to call the New York Rangers for a goalie. And the Rangers could ask for a King's Ransom because they don't have to move anybody. Any team that – the San Jose Sharks, if they really want Georgiev, and it, it made clear. How many times did we hear that the Rangers were asking for the moon for Georgiev in trades? Every, now every single time Georgiev was brought up, period, the entire year. But even when they were doing that, they we sat here and said, well, they have Igor and they have another year of Henriks, and you can figure out your backup goalie situation later. But now the Rangers, every team that comes calling for Georgiev, the Rangers could be like, we don't got to do shit. And even if we do move Georgiev, we don't need a goalie in return. So unless you offer us a King's Ransom for this guy that we don't want to trade, you're not going to get him. So it, it it all it does is improves the Rangers' leverage power when it comes to goalie negotiations. So... It's a good piece of business, but I saw your tweet. I know in the moment you thought it was going to have an impact on Georgiev. I just don't see it. I, I think Tyler Wall. I, I don't think it has an immediate impact. I think it, they still. Oh, welcome to Philly. Just talking outside. Um, I think it's, it's still Georgiev could still be traded, and then Hank could do the one more year, and then after that, Wall could be the backup. That's just like a theoretical plan. I came up with my head, just connected some dots. Sure, that that could happen anyway, and the Rangers could have signed anybody. Uh, anybody. Yeah not named Tyler Wall and it still would have been that way. I think as as many as many weeks we spent and as many hours we spent coming up with Georgiev trade scenarios over the last 6 months, I think if we sit back and reflect on everything we've learned and everything we've gained from the people we've talked to, right? Uh the James Myrtles, the Kevin Caruses, these these guys who cover other teams that were in the market for a goalie. And all of them came to us and said, it makes sense, but the Rangers aren't talking. I, I think it's clear the Rangers want to move forward 
with Igor and Alex for the next number of years. As fun as it is to predict trade scenarios, as much sense as I think it still honestly makes sense to both buy out Hank and trade Georgiev in the offseason, I think the Rangers are very happy where their goalies are. And I think all Tyler Wall does is solidify what they think they have in Hartford. Good business. And let's, it's a good spot for them to be. Let's roll some five-star questions that I haven't pre-read, and they're all pretty long. So, uh, before we get to our mother. Our mother? Our mothers. There you go. Uh, this is a five-star question. from What Crap. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star question, you can go on iTunes, look at our show, Blue Shirts Breakaway, leave a five-star question, we'll read it on the show. Hey guys, huge fan from the West Coast, loves the podcast, and Greg's Mets rants. There's somebody. Regarding to the draft and the season, the league is discussing cutting the lottery picks down from three to one and playing out the rest of the season and then the playoffs. How would you all feel about ending the season with the standings as is, using the regular player format, but expand the number of lottery picks from three to four or even five? I feel like this could appease some of the teams that just missed the playoffs, get the season over faster, and solve the league, quote-unquote, problem of, of lottery-winning Stanley Cup champion. Uh, plus, the depth for this year's draft, it wouldn't hurt the perennial lottery teams like Buffalo or New Jersey too much. Thanks. I think in summary, what uh, what what Crap is saying here is he wants the, to expand the lottery from the, the proposed, uh, I guess, plan last week was only the top three teams are lottery. I think that was the Ottawa, like, if... I, I, Red Wings could only get one, two kind of deal, but nothing's set in stone just yet. I, I still think they're figuring out what what's fair and what's not. Nothing's still there as far as we know, correct? Yeah, and it's hard to say what's fair and what's not fair because we don't know how many teams are going to be in this cockamamie playoff format. Yep. We don't know. We don't like. It's impossible to say definitively okay. fair or not fair to any just team because as we're recording right now, it's yeah. there's we're twelve minutes and forty two seconds in after the open until there's testing. I just wanted to get it out there. I just wanted to say it one time. I just wanted to say it. It's not, this wasn't even going to be an until there's testing. I just, it's, I just wanted to get ahead of was, you. That's all. Well, <laughs> this is a, until the NHL decides what the fuck they want to do. I, the, there's, the whole reason why it doesn't make sense to decide what you want to do with the draft is because the draft is so dependent on what you want to do with the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't understand why the NHL is so convinced that they should be putting on their shoes before they put on their pants. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So it I can't sit here and tell you what, what could be fair or what could not be fair because I don't know how many teams are going to be in the playoffs. Like if the Rangers are in the playoff picture, I don't think they should be in the lottery. If the Rangers aren't in the lottery, if the only – if right, like if it's the top yep. 12 teams in the East and mm -hmm. the Rangers are one of the top 12 teams in the East, we can't complain about the lottery. If they go with the top six teams in each division – and the Rangers aren't in the top six of their division, then we can complain about what the lottery looks like. But we we honestly don't know what the NHL is going to do. So we can't sit here and tell you what's fair or what's not fair because the NHL is not making any decisions for us to critique. The NHL wants to play hockey. Who knew? Uh, next question from uh, Why Sorcerer Real 22 It's from Chris from Boston. Hey, guys, love the pod. I have a question that Greg is going to yell at me for, but hear me out. If the Rangers have an amnesty buyout, is it crazy to suggest using it on Jacob Truba? I like Truba and don't think his contract is bad in a vacuum, but I get that buying him out a year after giving a contract looks really bad. I'm going to paraphrase what he says here. Uh, but if the Rangers extend Tony D'Angelo to a long-term uh, long deal this offseason to keep Truba, that means one of two things, assuming they aren't suddenly moving Tony to the left, which we've discussed they might, they might actually do that. Either. One, Adam Fox won't be a Ranger much longer. That's just not true. And the Rangers are going to pay uh, three right defensemen long-term, in which case I don't see how they have enough cap space to extend Miko without their roster. I understand the Rangers want to be competitive right away, but starting in 2022-2023 season without either Fox or Miko feels like a colossal failure. Uh, keep up the great work, praise be. Pretty much he's saying, should we back up, 
buy out Jacob Truba because of the, the of the actual money. I, and before you even go, Gregory, I want to say that we actually don't know how this is going to work similar to the – we don't know how this is going to work for the draft because Jacob Truba, his no-move contract comes into play July 1st. And that is just – that's how it is. And you can't trade right now because the season still is on. So – that's something we talked about um, about a month ago. I'm still confused about how that works. So even if you, I guess you could, you can't trade him, but you could buy him out with the amnesty. Um, I still don't see that as something they'll do. I think Jacob Trubis still holds a lot of value. I think they would have liked to pay him less, knowing what the situation is now, knowing the cap is not going to go up. I'm sure they projected the cap going up. But uh, I, I don't see a scenario where, under any circumstance that the Rangers let Adam Fox or Mika Zibanejad go from this team, no matter what. They'll figure out a way. Yeah. The the short answer is no. The longer answer is I get annoyed by Ranger fans who want to give Tony D'Angelo the bag after one good season while also getting rid of Jacob Chu because of one bad season. It's the most asinine player evaluation metric. Just recency bias. Like it's, it's, it's recency bias. It's, oh, well, Jacob was bad this year and Tony was good, which means Jacob's always going to be bad and Tony's always going to be good. First of all, in a, in a vacuum, Jacob Chuba wasn't that bad this year. He was not what Ranger fans were expecting. Mm-hmm. But given how poorly the New York Rangers played defensively, Jacob Chuba was comfortably, when considering all on-ice metrics, not just possession metrics, which are always very friendly to Tony D'Angelo, Jacob Chuba was firmly the Rangers' second-best defenseman this year behind only Adam Fox. Um, the second part is... Henrik Lundqvist makes more money than Jacob Truba. Buying out Jacob Truba to get out of future years, the salary cap will again begin to go up, which means Jacob Truba's long-term contract will again begin to be more valuable as time goes on. It's it's not like the salary cap is only going to trend downwards now. Um, he's also 26. Right-handed defensemen are still a premium, even in the at a time where the New York Rangers have four NHL-caliber right-handed defensemen either on the NHL roster or about to be on the NHL roster when it comes to Niels Lundqvist. You, if you wanted to, if trading were allowed right now, some team would want to trade for Jacob Truba. You don't buy out players that you could, that serve a purpose for your long-term future. And Jacob Truba serves a long-term future for the New York Rangers. The only players that don't serve immediate long-term impacts on the New York Rangers are Henrik Lundqvist and Mark Stahl. And if you want to buy out one of those two, you should only be buying out the one that costs more money, especially when it comes to an amnesty buyout. And that's just so, business in that sense, even though just, it's Hank. That's just business. It's just business. To be fair, it's, though, I I am I have been critical of Jacob Truba this entire year. I haven't been impressed by his play. I know that statistically he says the you know he's the second best defender, like you said. He's definitely out defense Tony. He definitely out defense well, Mark, let, Mark Stahl. Let me summarize it this way, Ryan. Let mm-hmm. me summarize it this way. You need Jacob Truba to be good in order for this Rangers team to be good. No because doubt about it. Jake, if you get rid of Jacob Truba, it's hopes and dreams that you're trying to find on the right-hand side. You would Just because Jacob Truba had one rough season doesn't mean Jacob Truba is always going to be this type of player. Carlos Beltran's first year with the New York Mets was awful. He hit 15 home runs. He hit about 260. He, he was just not good. And people were wondering if New York was going to be too big of a market for Carlos Beltran to handle. And guess what? The next year, second-best war in the National League finished top five in MVP voting was one of the big reasons why the New York Mets were the best team in the national league that season. You, you recency, you just get rid of recency bias. We know Jacob Truba is good. 
We know that he was adjusting from Winnipeg to New York. We know that he was playing for a new coach, new system. We know that system inherently not exactly great. A lot of things going against Jacob Truba this year. And all things considered, he did as well as probably could be expected of him. He, he's not going to win a Norris this year, but he's still part of the answer. And he's still part of the solution. And if you're worried about Adam Fox's future payday or Mika Zibanejad's future payday in a couple of years, that's not Jacob Truba that you need to worry about. You need to worry about what the Rangers are going to do with Ryan Strom. You need to worry about how many years the Rangers are going to commit to Tony D'Angelo. You need to worry about how the Rangers go about replacing uh, Brady Shea on the left-hand side because they still need to do that. You need to worry about the second contracts, not just for Chris Kreider, but what does Pavel Buchnevich's contract look like in the future? Jacob Truba's, we've already answered that riddle. There are a lot of other players on this roster that the New York Rangers see as less valuable than Truba and are going to see as less valuable than Adam Fox. They're not buying him out. He had a bad season for Jacob Truba, but it wasn't that bad of a season. And stop saying that Tony D'Angelo for sure is going to be great forever. We've had one good year. He played 66 games the year before this, and he was often a healthy scratch because J David Quinn couldn't trust him. So let's enjoy the fact that Tony D'Angelo was good this year. Let's enjoy the fact that it seems like he's gotten his career on track. But let's also stop short of saying he's for sure going to be great. Tony D'Angelo will not be the first defenseman that has one great year and goes back to struggling. He wouldn't be the first to do that. He's not going to be the last either if it happens. So let's calm down with this Jacob Truba rhetoric that has no place of being in the next. We don't need to be talking about it because it's not going to happen. Next question. Uh, I've been watching the 2018-2019 MLB games on MLB TV. What three Met games would you suggest watching during the quarantine? This is from Nick in Westchester. Uh, of the last three years? Yeah. That's tough because there aren't that many good Met games. Um, the the one that immediately comes to mind is the the comeback in August against the Nationals in 2019 when Todd Frazier hit the three-run homer off Sean uh, Doolittle and then Conforto walked it off, and that's when the Mets started with the whole shirt-ripping tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, that one for sure. I would go back. What about it's Pete's, not, Pete's, it's not the, Pete's home run game where he breaks the rookie record? Yeah, I'd, I want it, though, because something about that game feels less pure since Gary Cohen wasn't on the call. Okay, fair. Um, it, there's This isn't the sexiest game ever, but it's it's like if you want to watch one Jacob deGrom game, uh, he had a 13-strikeout complete game shutout against the Marlins in early 2019 where he also hit a home run. And I think the Mets won two, nothing it. Like if you're looking, that's for a good one. one. DeGrom, that's a good one. If you're, yeah, if you're looking for one DeGrom game, that's my DeGrom game. And then was David Wright's last game in 2018. Was that only two years ago? Yeah. It, it feels was. like a, I would watch David Wright's last game. Uh, I would, I would let me, let me, let me put a let me put a knot in that. I would watch the first five innings of David Wright's and then turn it off, and then turn it off because that game went thirteen innings and the Mets won one nothing on an Austin Jackson walk off double. Like the game itself is bad, but you might as well watch David Wright one more time. So I, those would be my three off the top of my head with no prep. Uh, this next question is from Sean Carlson eighty nine. Love listening to you through all that's going on. As we turn uh, turn the page to a new generation of Rangers hockey, besides Henrik Lundqvist. Do you see anyone else from this run who winds up in the with their jersey retired? Personally, I could see there's a case for Girardi and Stahl, but not sure. I think the answer is hard no. 
I, I think Girardi, uh, Girardi is a possibility just because I think we've seen sports and teams become more lenient to remembering what certain runs. But I, I think Girardi would be poss- maybe the only possibility other than Henrik Lundqvist. I think the Rangers would put Stahl up before Girardi. I mean, all you need to do is think about which which one of them is still on the New York Rangers. So they, they obviously see more value in Mark Stahl than they did Dan Girardi. Uh, I think I think it's possible both get their numbers up there. This is it's the same organization that like I get that I don't know like I wouldn't have retired Vic Hadfield's number uh, and it's up there. I I I would lean towards no for both, but I don't think it's definitive. Um, I don't think Chris Kreider no no is going to get himself up there. If, if Chris Kreider has some time to get himself up there. Um, seven more years to be exact. So we could see. Right. Like Kreider, but Kreider's career needs to jump a level that it's currently not at. Like Chris Kreider. Kreider needs to go. Kreider needs to like in a playoffs, like run despite. Yeah. He needs to go out there like totally unconscious and score like some really important goals. And then he'll go. Right. Like, like Chris Kreider isn't this era's Adam Graves. And I think Chris Kreider needs to become this era is Adam Graves in order to get there. I mean, look, if Panarin does what he's doing this year for another four or five years, he'll get his number up there, but it's too early to tell. Yep. Uh, if Mika Zibanejad does what he's doing for another four or five years, I think his number could get up there. But I think it's also important to remember that while the Rangers honored nostalgia, and that's what they basically did with, I mean, those mid-70s Rangers teams were good, despite them not winning a cup. Uh, team success is important, so... Hank, Hank will get his number up there because he's that era's most important Ranger. But the other most important Rangers from that era, like Marty St. Louis wasn't here long enough. Nope. Rick Rick Nash. No. While his game should be honored, it's it's I'm not gonna I'm the biggest Rick Nash homer there is, and I'm not gonna tell you 61 needs to be up in the in the Raptors. Um it's no like, one else is even young, close. Like McDonough McDonough's gone. There, wasn't yeah. very young enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Stahl and Girardi have, if this were, let me put it this way. If the Rangers treated numbers like the New York Yankees treat numbers, both Stahl and Girardi would be retired. That's fair. Because I, I would, I would say they're, they were as important as a Bernie Williams war was to the New York, if, those great Yankees. I'll teams. go one step further. If they win in 2014 or 15, both Stahl and Girardi are up there. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think, you know what's crazy? Mm. If the Rangers win in 14 or 15, I bet you Ryan McDonough never gets traded. I agree. And I think this never gets up there. Yep. I don't. I still don't think Girardi, because as good as Girardi and Stahl were, they still were never, we all viewed McDonough as the most critical defenseman he, on those he, Rangers. And he was. And if his if his foot didn't break and everyone else didn't break on the team and Zuccarello didn't hit, and hit in the head and lose the ability to speak, well. Zook's an interesting one. It is. I think, I, I think Zook, Zook has a better argument for having his number retired than either Girardi or Stahl, but I wonder if how everything ended, that ended the possibility of it happening. Then again, I mean, the Rangers have done well of... I I trust John Davidson to mend all wounds, so I'm sure Matt Zuccarello can be brought back into the family. I would say it's more likely 36 goes up than either uh, Stahl or Girardi. 
Last question. DC, uh, this is from DC from Long Island. Hey, fellas, avid listener of the podcast. Thank you so much. Last week, you mentioned Kreider's extension means the end to Ryan Strom returning. I couldn't agree more. If the season was over today, we could only consider available UFAs to replace Strom at center. Which player would you consider? In looking at the expected UFA list, I on the surface, Tyler Annis would be a good fit. He's currently 30 years old at 800,000 cap. 800,000. You don't know what I'm saying. Andrew Thousand cap it. When healthy, he's proven can produce 30 points consistently with veteran leadership. He could be a nice buffer for Heedle and Howden to grow another year. This could also make it easier to sign Lemieux, D'Angelo, and maybe Fast. Who would you consider it a free agent option? Thanks to continue the good work, DC from Long Island. I have an interesting name for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you say no to a return of Derek Broussard? Yes. Okay. Eric, just, just think he's washed? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could expect Broussard to play a reliable third line center role for a team that again wants to be a playoff team. Would I you think, say no to Thornton? I wouldn't, but I, I, I don't think Thornton is going to come to New York. I'm just curious. I'm just saying. I was just looking I, at some I, names. Yeah, I think I think Thornton has years left and has legs left in his game. I just I think he's staying in California. The it, um, but I'll, I'll I'll say this. I don't. I still don't think the Rangers are going to sign a center. I think the Rangers will trade for one because they have two first-round draft picks as is right now. We again, we don't know if the Rangers will ever be able to trade those. Uh, they'll get assets back for Ryan Strom, and while they need to also trade for a left-handed defenseman, let's not forget that the New York Rangers have more prospects than they know what to do with, and prospects are going to be super valuable in this future NHL landscape because they can only sign for so much money. So I'm not I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I don't think the Rangers will trade Niels Lundqvist or Keandre Miller, but they have plenty of other prospects that they can flip to address a middle six center. I don't think necessarily it needs to be second line because I think like you that Philip Hedel is more than ready and qualified to slot in between Artemi Panarin and whoever the Rangers want to put on his other wing. Uh, but you're going to get assets back for Ryan Strom. You already have a lot of assets of your own. The Rangers can address both their center need and their defensive need without signing a single free agent because they have that many trade assets. We just don't know what those names are that they're going to be targeting because we, we still have too many questions that need to be answered about the financial landscape of the NHL. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and go talk to our moms, shall we? Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, I guess so. Transition to my mom. Hey, we're back with MomCast number two with my mom calling in all the way from Long Island as I live in the wonderful city of Philadelphia. Mother, do you miss me being on Long Island? I miss you being on Long Island because I have no one to put the dog out and no right. one to help me clean up the dog pee. Mm-hmm. Yep, my dog pees a lot, and uh, that's one of <laughs> one of his good qualities. Also really great at barking. So shout-outs to my dog, Artist. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I, I want to get the Ranger questions out right away because I know you're a Ranger expert. Um, recently, yes. recently you've, you've gotten to tarot cards and future reading. Could you tell oh, me if Kako is going to win an MVP? Uh, I pulled the card. It says the King of clubs, your thoughts. I believe he's the King of hockey. So wow. I can't see how he oh, wouldn't be wow. MVP. This is great news, mom. Um, yes, can, can I, you tell I me the hockey card? All right. Two more questions. Uh, before 2030, will the Rangers win a cup? Fucking yes. Oh, fucking yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, last question: When are sports coming back? Just say that till the, until there's testing. Just say testing. Just wait till there's. Um, not until everybody's antibodies are positive. No, no, no. Just say until there's more testing. Just say there's more testing. Until there's more testing. Yeah. Until mom. there's more testing. <laughs> Great. I'm glad. We so need glad. more testing. <laughs> so glad the card. You that. know what? I am abdicating <laughs> more testing. Okay, that's good. Now you. I'm testing myself. You're right officially now. part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look. As, thank you for having me again for mom cast return of the mother yes that's that's right and i we were too far in and we haven't brought up 90 day fiance yet so i'm bringing up okay 90 day fiance immediately what a, what about what what about this show draws you in and why should everyone in america be watching this show in isolation because it makes your life look so much better <laughs> how so you may think that, go, because go into these that people because these people are so stupid and so ridiculous and doing things and you feel bad because you're stuck on your couch with your dog and you say to yourself, you know, even in that condition, my life rocks more than these people's lives. Is there one particular character that you stand? I obviously I've only really watched past you watching 90 day fiance and been like, what the hell on earth are you watching? Um, is there a particular uh, 90 day fiance or that is sort of the most egregious? Darcy is the most egregious. What makes her that? Because she has so much plastic surgery, she looks ridiculous, okay. and she just cries all the time. <laughs> she looks like some kind of weird blow-up doll. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. And Dorothy oh, getting out there. She's, she, she's inflating her stock. You know what I'm talking about? She is inflating her stock. Yeah, her stock is nice. highly inflated. She could implode. So nice. that's what? my thing. So I think everybody should watch it. What uh? What else? What else is Kathy Mead binge watching in isolation? What What else is drawing the interest? The in same you? six movies. Ryan knows. Ryan <laughs> knows that. What TV show am I watching all the time? Ryan Mead. The most overrated show in television history, The Office. Yes, I watched that just ridiculous amount of times. Yeah, just over and over. You know, like all those girls on Netflix that just post the same office quotes, or not Netflix, on Instagram that same post the same office quotes as screenshots. If my mother was twenty five years younger, that would just be her. It would just be screen, office screenshots. If I was capable of doing that, I would. Yes. What? Who? Who do you identify with on the office? And you can't say Jim, Pam, or Michael. It has to be one of the side characters. You know who I really like? Nate. He's so um. He's just so absurd and and like such a little tiny character. But when he pops up, there's something about him that absurd. But is, no one knows Nate. Is Nate the? The guy in the warehouse that always says ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one with the with the with the empanadas, and I'm going to translate in Spanish. And he's just, he's just he's such a little tiny character, but I I do like off. I do like Nate. That that's a great answer. That's a great answer. My mom actually probably I've never watched The Office really in depth. Um, never really could get into it. But you sort of the character you described there is pretty accurate of who you are. I, I can only imagine you at the hospital, um, going around and doing somewhat insane things like handing out uh, costumes to everybody uh, not not ppe but you know costumes and stuff like that like bunny ears no, for, e for easter stuff like that asacones maybe asacones oh yeah speaking of giraffe lands N nice okay. transition don't you think ryan I th I, you know what you guys should have to hear me on the time look what i did smooth really i've only learned it from you honestly i get all my abilities <laughs> It's certainly not from dad. That's you know, didn't he didn't help. No, certainly not from Here, you dad. wanna no, you wanna see actually... you wanna see my best dad impression? Silence? Yeah, that was pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I sounded just like him. Yeah. You know what? That was the way. Want to hear the sound of me depositing his child support payment? Yeah, if you do it, you go first. This is that's the sound of him depositing his child support payment. Oh. Uh, There's no okay. sound. Last heard uh, August 1995. Is that true? Uh, but that might be stretching it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, fun. Good, not August '95. Good year, solid year. Good year, a lot of good stuff. Solid year. Yeah. Um, He's what, a fine example of what not to do. Okay, go ahead. What are your shoutouts? Not shoutouts. Anti shoutouts to my father. Um, uh, what anti shoutouts? Anti shoutouts. Yes. yes. Um, what is? Uh, what are your top three giraffes up to right now? And who are well, your? And who are your top three giraffes? And where are they located? Well, there would be April in Harpersville. Yes, of course. Right. The the, and the queen. And then there is. They're queen, and then there is Taj. Oh, wait, he's still there. Then there's Azizi, who moved to East Texas okay. to a zoo there. Mm-hmm. And then there's, oh, his name fell out of my, Alf. Alf. My other favorite garage in Tennessee that we're going to see. Not really in Tennessee, though. Kind of a lie. No, it's in Tennessee. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's in Tennessee, but, like, it's very, very deep in Tennessee. Deep in Are, Tennessee. Ryan, do you think unpopulated areas of Tennessee are therefore not in Tennessee. I guess, is that what you're trying to tell me right now? I guess they are like, still Tennessee. You, you understand as long as the land is bordered in the state, that is still Tennessee. Right, but I You're get, basically saying, oh, it's not in Memphis, then it's not really Tennessee. I, I get excited that I might be able to go to Nashville, but that possibility is not available to me when I go to No, see no, that. no, Nashville. No, no, no. Nashville is certainly doable. And I know we've been debating this for like 67 years now on mm-hmm. this podcast, but we're going to make this happen this year. Yeah, unfortunately, this you know, pandemic, this year, this, you know, I got I had to cancel. There's a lot going on, this pandemic, and, you know, yeah, I have to shelter in place. It's why I can't take you to see this giraffe in Tennessee. That's all. It's heartbreaking. I'm going to take a lot of You had the whole thing planned. Yeah. Not really. No, 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 I did. It was a surprise. You know, I've been known to surprise oh, you with listen. gifts. Listen to me. I'm I know that, and every member of this podcast knows that you're blowing. Every smoke member, up my so eyes. Greg knows. And <laughs> I, I, I know knows. that you're blowing. You're, I know that you're blowing smoke up her ass. So there you go. Every member of this podcast does. Know. Yeah, everybody knows. Uh, uh, Mama, right, Mama, Mama Mead, what's the first thing you're going to do once we are allowed to live normally? If we're ever allowed to live normally again. Going down to Bayshore, I'm getting a really good dinner, and I'm, I'm drinking till I can't get off my bar stool. That's my mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's saying no, but really what she means is she's going to have two glasses of wine and eat a fancy dinner. Yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down. Maybe a frozen margarita. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds like a decent No, actually, but the, the actual thing would be actually to get my hair colored. That, that's actually this my is, dream. This is my new mom right thing now. where she can't – she needs hair coloring. It's just not available to her. Uh, I mean, we're. Listen. I'm about a week. I'm about a week away just from shaving the head because I'm gonna need something else to do. I'm growing down to my shoulders. I, I'm willing. I'm willing to go black market on this. You know, I mean, you know. Yeah, this, you this, break this, the rules. This, post post no, on Facebook you know, and be like, you know, who's got the goods? Who's got the goods? And you know, the there's got to be some kind of, you know, kind of, hey buddy, over here situation. <laughs> I got some hair dye. Come over here. You this know, is like you know, uh, this is like when they banned alcohol. It's just like I need hair dye. <laughs> who's got the who's <laughs> got who's got the speakeasy for doing hair? Yeah, like there's prohibition on my head. You it's know, like, lo- this is not right. It's such a Long Island mom thing that you're. That's what you're worried about. <laughs> it's like the most Long Island mom. Like who's gonna do my hair? <laughs> who's gonna do my hair? What am I? How can I go out and have drinks when my hair looks like this? Yeah, good news. You get to what stay inside. What am I supposed to do? 
Any uh, any like, you know any uplifting hospital stories? Don't tell any of the sad ones. Um, no sad. Don't tell which one. No sad ones. No, no sad ones. No. Um. You could say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, okay. It, <laughs> in the actual good news of things, there are many less cases coming in. A lot of discharges settling down it's much calmer there so we're in a much better place with that that's great news. but it's still out there yeah and course. there is enough ppe but there's no purell so i just want to put that out there okay well that's good um have, do you have any questions actually for the the podcast itself or any any or any messages you want to get out to the listeners other than you know i should bring you to tennessee once this is all over um, no, that was really my message. But my message would also be that, like, does anybody have hair dye or no hairstylist on Long Island? <laughs> Hi, uh, this is Kathy Mead, reaching out to all Blueshirt Breakaway fans. If there's anybody who does hair on Long Island, maybe we could set up a meeting to, you know, dye red or uh, or something like, you know, yeah. uh, you know a glass could of wine. Water it uh, out, you know. Yeah. You know, but, we could, like, pick a color. Everybody could get together and pick a color not blue, and then that person could come and. <laughs> I would I would put a picture, you know, on with Twitter. I don't know how to do that, but we could figure how that much, out. How much how much money do we need to hair? raise to have your hair be blue, though? That's my real question. Uh, there may not be enough. Money oh, money not enough that. money. To... Okay. Right. No, I got to go to work and stuff, you uh, know. Okay. So right. I will take some outlandish color red, though. I mean, I'm willing to go there. Why is blue? Well, why is blue saying. stigmatized? That's what my yeah, question why, is. Why is. I need to know why blue's off. This is blue shirts breakaway, not red shirts. Because, <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what? There's a there's a fine line between funny and stupid, right, Ryan? We know this. Right. Okay. And, so I don't know if like, Ryan knows when, that. But yeah. Go on. Keep going. No, no, no. Ryan grew up. Ryan knows this from his from his childhood. Uh, literally saying that to a person who walks around MSG to Pope costume. Keep going. Yeah. So we. Well, you know. So when you're 59, you can carry off red hair mm-hmm. and be okay. When you're 59 with blue hair, you're just a sad old lady with blue hair. Okay. All right. All right. We'll so note it for when I'm 59. I'll, I'll, I'll dye blue in your honor. You'll Then your kids are going to be like, oh, fuck, dad dyed his hair blue. He's just like a sad old man with blue hair. That's honestly it's not good. what I would want my kids to think. Just a sad old man. Uh, all right. I... <laughs> I need to, we need to, if you're going to be on, we obviously have to delve into some of Ryan's personal life. Yes. So before, before we get, before we get to the insane childhood stories that I want to hear, I need to know your immediate reaction to finding out that Ryan was engaged and moving to Philly within months of, not even months, weeks of dating a girl. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. No, I was very happy for him. It was a delight, and I was joyful. That's true, because Diane is wonderful. But it was so fast. Right. You and me me both, Ma. You and me both. Was was it fast, though? Because it was – can you explain to Greg that it was 10 years coming? It was 10 years coming, but, like, 10 minutes in the making. So – what Ryan does, and I guess this is not a bad story that you're married. Now, Ryan calls me. I don't even think you were here, Ryan. I don't even know where you were. Okay. I, I remember you were on the phone. And Ryan calls me and says, what are you doing on December? Th-? And this is end of November, maybe? <laughs> and he goes, Ryan, this, this is, this is, I swear to God, this is the conversation. Oh, God. I was at me. work. Yeah. I, I was at work, right? Yeah. So Ryan calls me at work. And says, what are you doing on Friday, December 13th? I said, I don't know. I'm working. He said, well, you better take the day off because Diana and I are getting married. 
Uh, I if if it makes so I you put if a vacation it, form in. If it if it makes you feel any better, oh boy. there's still there's still a conversation between Ryan and I that I pray to God I wish was recorded. I wish it was recorded too. Ryan Ryan tells me that he's moving to Philly, and my first reaction was, "All right, fine. I know you care about her, so you at least need to live with her before you get married." And as I'm explaining this to Ryan. Ryan cuts me off and goes, no, I'm moving there because I'm getting married. And I was like, that's got to be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> and I just I just went on for like 10 minutes about why I was like, what the hell are you doing? It was pretty Do we funny. need to have an intervention? It was pretty funny. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. Honestly, was we amazing. just, yeah. Diane and I just saw that this pandemic was coming and we wouldn't be able to get married. So we did early. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's Super all. easy. Even we didn't. Even though we knew nothing about COVID nineteen back then, what? but it was. Uh, but I, I, I want to say that they planned. I want to throw this out there to the world of Blue Shirt Breakaway. Wow. They planned a beautiful wedding. It was so lovely, so personalized, so beautiful. And even though Ryan Mead does not seem like this, he was. It was. It was such a beautiful day that they planned, and I'm proud of them, and I love them both very much. Wow, thank you, Mom. I really appreciate that your support. Is- that is a beautifully mom answer. All right. It was very mom. Now that, now, that, now that the mushy's out of the way, let's get some embarrassing Ryan childhood stories, which is what everyone you know, came here. It's really not that many and left. I was, they're, they're really, you know, the thing with Ryan was, and I say this sincerely, Ryan's been a little old man, like, since he was born. So is Greg. So, <laughs> so like, Ryan actually was, was born. Yeah, he, he just came, like, he was just born with, I always say this, with, like, a bottle in his hand and a diaper, and he changed his own, you know. Like, Ryan has been self-sufficient forever and always an old soul. So he never did any of those crazy, ridiculous so, childhood let things. Me, can I cut you off? I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. So what you actually think is I never did any of those crazy childhood things, which is. Oh, I didn't really know about them. You did, except you were pretty like you were also like a lenient parent. Do you remember the time I called you because I threw an electronic hamster through a glass window? I got the story I was just gonna tell. Yeah. And it was the shape of the electronic hamster. Yes. Um, yes. I, I had a kung fu like, hamster cool. and I was playing baseball with it against the house for some reason, and I threw it right through. The, yeah, you were like, "That's cool." You were also like, just like a, we were on the same page. Like you know, we catch each other's backs. I did have a lot of embarrassing stories, like a ton. Um, they were just fine by you. Most other parents, I feel like, would have um, done much worse by me. So good, by, good job by you. Yeah, no, no, no. Because I only had two rules in the house. I don't know if you remember. No steak knife, no razor blades. Right. And then, uh, you know, I didn't drink or do drugs till much, much, much later. And I still don't do drugs. Of course, I know what you do drugs. Uh, definitely not. No. Uh, no, drugs are bad. And I still... Uh, just I, just I, say no. I didn't drink till 21 because, you know, I had that whole dad thing going on, so... Right, yeah, right. So. No, you, you really didn't do anything, like, egregious or stupid. Um, you know, so I really don't have any. I mean, you were like a cute little ninja karate kid with your little white karate suit on kicking around. I mean, I was big, in, big into Power Rangers, would play sticks in the backyard, imaginary kid, you know what I mean? Kind of that. Yeah, he had, he had like, a little nunchuck, nunchuck thing going on for a very long period but of Greg, time. But, Greg, you had a nunchuck thing. Don't stuff. lie. Yeah, yeah, I was big I, into wrestling. I, I, uh, I did not have a nunchuck thing. I was not much of a karate kid. Got it. But you were also big oh. into wrestling, though. That was for sure. Like, watching it? Oh. Yeah, watching it. Oh, this is, oh here, here's a funny little Ryan Mead story. 
So oh Ryan really wanted to go to one of those wrestle. You'll know this story. This is Ryan really wanted to go to one of the wrestle WrestleMania things, but the tickets were expensive for me back then. So I got two tickets, one for Ryan and one for his friend. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember this, Ryan? Yes, right? I do. Is this trying so to get your location I, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, like me being a lenient parent, how old were you, Ryan? Nine, ten? Oh, we were like third, uh, 12, 12, 13. 12, all right, 12, all right, 12, 13. You were still too young to be in the Coliseum by yourself. But yeah, but we went alone. Being, <laughs> but they went alone. So the other mother was like, well, I'm not really sure about this. I'm like, they're fine. You know what? There's probably no pedophiles in there in, a, in an arena at a WrestleMania thing. Sure, and, sure. I mean, and, in retrospect, I you know I would if Ryan ever told me he was sending so, a thirteen-year-old child to WrestleMania by themselves, I, just, I would set him on fire. I just looked it up. It was August twenty-fifth, two thousand and two. How old were we in two thousand two, Greg? We were thir- uh, you 13? were thir- you were thirteen. Yep, you were thirteen. So we were okay. at Nassau Coliseum, and it was Brock Lesnar's debut at SummerSlam, and I was there, and it was fucking awesome. It was great, and no one abducted me, but I went. Thanks, mom. Yeah, no, there was a lot of yeah, stuff like but- that, like like um. One, this makes you look like a bad mom, so I don't want to tell you this. Thing. Never mind. You're a great mom. You always have been. But, I'm, you know, I'm a great mom. You're a great mom. You have but... to tell me what that story is later. But... No, I was just, you know, I'd go to the city and stuff like that when I was like 16, also, to like Chinatown. Oh, Fair no, yeah, and but all you, that. Were, you were 16. Yeah, no. Yeah, but, but now these days, that's 16. like, you know, people like call the cops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but. No, my but, parents, but... I soon. The, the happiest day for my parents was when I got my driver's license because that meant my dad didn't have to go to as many Met games anymore. I could just go by myself. Right. Like, I, I would just go yeah, to the city and go to Chinatown Fair and play arcade games till like, 2 a.m. on, like, a Friday. Yeah, yeah but you, like were, wait, you were with older you were with older kids. That's true. And, I, was, I was the young and one. And you were the young one, and I knew that they were kind of – I knew that – I knew I, in my brain I felt like you were safe. Maybe not. I mean, again, you could have been abducted by some – Was, was know, roaming around China, China, China slavery. Wow, topical. <laughs> um, we were – I was oh, – yeah. I was could have been eating bat it, from Wuhan. Yeah, I, don't know. I was in Chinatown till like three a.m. Uh, most you know weekends. So very fun times. Um, I, I guess that's it for uh, for for you, mother, for for this interview. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job. Does, got your top three does drafts. Anybody, you guys have any questions for me that that uh, you need answered about Ryan Mead or anything? When can you seriously? And I'm I know this is I'm I, I'm trying not to come off as passive aggressive saying this. When can you, you seriously? Are never no, never. Uh, never. Never. When can you do a serious Blue Shirts Breakaway tarot reading? Like actual reading. An actual reading? I could do like a five card reading. I could. No, like when do you feel? When do you feel like you're gonna be like at that level to like really give us some insight about the podcast and the Rangers? Oh, that's gonna take a little bit of time. Okay, take your time. I'm just. But, but we could do like we could do like a blue shirt breakaway brother circle. Brother circle? You mean like the mm-hmm. circle of the moon for women, but but instead this time it's blue shirts breakaway and we all hang out and talk about our feelings. It's like a hockey circle. Mm. Like a puck because a puck is round. You're an entrepreneur <laughs> and I respect you a lot and I love you dearly. Happy Mother's Day, but I'm gonna pass on this idea. But you don't no, but we'll talk later. Okay. I mean it's a possibility. It's an evolve you know, it's just we could it's, do like it's just the ground floor. Listen, you're a po- you could put your Pope thing. You could do a guided Kako meditation for a few minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we could discuss our feelings. Okay. Praise be. Surrounded, <laughs> surrounded by the blue light of the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, you're doing a great job here. Hey, keep... But, 
Only only if you have blue hair though. That that's the one. That's, oh yeah, yeah, that's sorry. that's the problem. Yeah. All right. Tell um, artists I said yeah, I miss him. And I was we'll, so uh... close. Oh, can I just tell everybody that I had I had my seven hundred ninety second dinner with artists tonight yeah. in mm-hmm. lockdown. Yep. Very nice. So Congratulations. that was fun. You know. Thank you. Yeah, that's my dinner partner. Yep. Uh, hey, that's, that, that's more that's more than I have. So, props yeah. to you. It's, yep. Yep. That's true. Actually. Okay. She doesn't. I wish. I you know, I miss my dog very dearly. I'm sorry. Um, we will. I will talk to you every single day for the rest of my life, Mom. So. I will talk yes, to you. you will, Ryan. Me. Yeah, it's great. But thank you, everybody, for oh, having me oh, on. Oh, last question. Last question. This... Last question. So, Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to send you the information tonight. Would you want your character yeah. to be able to turn into a giraffe? <gasps> that would be the best character ever. Diana, she's going to play Circle of the Moon, Druid. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I just called my wife, man. All right, let's, uh, she gave me a thumbs up. So, all right. Would, would it be like a flying giraffe or something? Would it no have wings. any superpowers? No wings, no wings. You just turn in, never mind. We'll, what, we'll get into the state later. We'll talk about DNA. Wouldn't it need a superpower? Your superpower is you turn into a giraffe. Isn't that oh. enough? <laughs> you need your, you need <laughs> the giraffe you turn into to have a cape and laser yeah. beam eyes? What else do you need? <gasps> Could it have laser beam eyes? <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Yes, we will do this. Okay. I Mom, just had the visual of that. I'm, I'm, I'm could pressing it be the blue box haired? and getting you. Yes, it could be a blue-haired giraffe. Mother, it was great talking to you. You can follow my mom With laser on eyes? Twitter at KathyB2, and we will talk to you soon. Oh, Mom. follow me. I, lo- I have 46 followers. Everybody follow me. I'm very amusing. I only tweet like once a month. <laughs> I'm very amusing. <laughs> What a shill. All right, Mom. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm funny. Trust me. I'm funny. Trust me. I'm, I'm, listen, where do you think Ryan Mead got his wit and humor from? You know, like he didn't just lick it off the ground. It comes from somewhere. Excuse me? Excuse I mean, me? I mean he, we, don't know what he was, we don't know what he was doing in Chinatown did, at 3 o'clock Did in the you say lick it off the ground? Yeah, Grandma used to say that all the time. When some something when somebody had a trade or something like Grandma used to say to him, "Well, he didn't just lick it from the ground, Catherine." <laughs> oh my God! In other words, in other words, it came oh from somewhere. Oh my God! You know what we I didn't mean? even talk about our family. Oh, well, that's you have another have another momcast. Return okay. of the mother. We'll have to do Return of the momcast. Uh, our actual family round three. We'll tell that whole story. Round three. Yeah. Oh, oh, good save, time. Save it. You better put an hour or so aside for. Oh, we got so much good time. All right, we're gonna call, go call Mama Kaplan, and we'll talk to you. Uh, unless you have any <laughs> other questions, me, wish, wait. Yeah. So, just one. I'd like to do a shout out yes. to my mother. Happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. She's not. She won't acknowledge me. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, biological mother. Not, not so grandma that you were just to... referencing. Your biological mother, right? Okay. My biological mother, not, yeah. not, not adoptive mother. Biological mother. Thanks for the memories, mom. Oh my god. So just wanted to... wow. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Come on, that's hanging. At, that that's ending on a high note. It's, it's that, a, I mean, like that's a that's that's drop. That. No, that's dropping the mic. Yeah. That's what that is. Can't get better than that, mom. You know love what you I so mean? Much. So that's I've opened the door for the next show. All right, we will. We'll Return talk of the you. mother. We'll talk to you soon, mom. All right, listen. But thank you for having me on. Everybody, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Be pandemic happy. And I need to get my hair colored. So if anybody out there knows anybody on Long Kat, Island, Kathy Mead too at on Twitter. Follow her and send her a message. All right, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. Transitions to Greg's mom. Bye. All right, we're recording. Now we're back with Greg's mom. Greg, take it away. Hi, mom. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. I guess we'll just have our Mother's Day phone call on the podcast this this year. That's my that's my gift. I'm better than Sarah or Leah because I am actually 
bringing you inside thousands of homes from your lonely kitchen in Florida? Yeah, actually, I'm in my lonely bedroom in Florida. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. How uh, how is how is uh, COVID life in Florida? That was because literally my first Lord question. Seems great. That's my yeah. first question. Lord Lord knows it seems great, Ma. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how people react in a pandemic. Some some people are a little crazy. Some people are just cranky and ornery, and other people like me just adjust to solidarity. I'm just like, okay, that's the way it is. That's the way it's gonna be. So. But- I feel like no one was more perfect for quarantine life than you because you mostly hate people and love staying to yourself. No, actually, I don't hate people. I just hate certain types. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, I mean, let's clear that up. <laughs> and, and actually, hate, hate is a strong word. I wouldn't say hate. I would say I have no tolerance for certain types. Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, do those certain types of people include your neighbors who drive around in golf carts? Well, actually, you know, it's kind of funny that you should mention that. They've really gotten out of hand now because <laughs> the bottom line is since there's no activities and this is the most wonderful senior citizen community and creation, according to the newspapers, which, of course, are owned by the people who uh, all the newspapers, the stores, the restaurants, and everything about the villages is owned by the villages. So there's a lot of propaganda down here. But anyways, the golf carts have increased because since they don't have any activities, which they used to have 350 a day, um, they don't have anything to do. That's actually what they do. They drive around in their golf carts. So actually, the golf cart traffic has picked up immensely. Oh no! Are you what? At what point in the quarantine will you and Dad finally use a golf cart? We don't own one. I thought didn't you steal Grandma's? No, no, no. Grandma actually, Grandma, Grandma sold the one she had when we first moved down here, and she bought another one for Uncle John, who wanted something more, more to his liking. So now she has. Uh, actually, it's it's cute. It's a, it's pretty fancy actually for a golf cart. Um, but since Grandma's afraid of it, she bought something that she literally has been in twice in probably four years. That's good. Uh, That's good investment. How's I, I feel like Uncle John is the last person in the world who would want to be quarantined. Is he is he alive? What's he doing? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm not really quite sure. I I think. I don't really talk much on the phone. I tend to text people, and he's not, he's like, talks a lot on the phone for work. So, because he still, he has a um, consulting job. So, he's always on the phone. So, I don't really catch up with, I actually haven't spoken to him in a while because, but grandma has. So, and I'm sure, I'm sure at some point today he'll call her. So, is he at the beach? Is he at the beach currently? My brother John lives um, up by up by uh, Gregory. He lives in um, what's it called? It's right. It's a it's it's north of Saratoga. I got oh what? Queensbury. Oh, he's really he's still up in Queensbury. Yeah, because like I said, he has a consulting job. He can do his job hmm. anywhere. Huh. Yeah. So why would he, why would you live in Queensbury if you could do your job anywhere? That's what. 
I guess we don't need, we don't, who, who cares is the long story. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, it, it works for him. I guess that's the, the one answer. It works for him. All right, let's, let's play the game of where would you rather be during this quarantine right now? Would you rather be where you are in Florida, in Savannah, or back in Cooperstown? Oh, well, you've given me three, three possibilities with really only two possibilities, but that's okay. Because you want to um, go back to Cooperstown even if it meant that the world was cured of the plague. Well, personally not, seeing that uh, last week it had two days of snow. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, it, it, snowed, it snowed here this weekend. Well, it is May. You, you couldn't expect me to ever want to go to someplace where it snows in May. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but, that, one, that one isn't an option. Actually, you know, well, let's see. Florida has its, has its good points and Savannah has its good points. What, so, there are no good points in Florida, Ma. I got news for you. Well, no, actually there are. The okay. good points in Florida. We're listening. The only the good point about Florida truly is there is no snow. And the good point about Savannah truly is there is no snow. Mm. So you have to understand that is a very important factor for me right now. <laughs> yes, I just again for everyone listening at home, this is coming from a woman who grew up in Albany, New York, lived most of her young adult life in and around New York City raised the family in Connecticut, and then attempted retirement the first time back in upstate New York, who is now That's saying true. that the bane of her existence is snow. That's true. That's true. Except that the problem is that when you reach a certain age, snow blowing just, it's a redundant activity. The, it was redundant when you were in your 40s. Well, no, in my 30s, it didn't bother me. Because you had your kids do it for you. There you go. No, you know what? You answered the question. My kids were there. (laughs) No, you're right. That's what makes Mother's Day so special. Even though I'm talking on the telephone and everybody's listening to me, I'm (laughs) talking to you. Well, well, that's fair. I guess I'll ask the question that everyone wants. Oh, sorry. Go on. You you have to understand that. When, When you have family around and your kids and everything, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You, you, don't, you don't care about the weather. You only care about your kids and your husband. So that's the important, that's the important message. Now, unfortunately, when I'm not working, I'm retired, and I don't have a lot to do, okay, it's actually nice being in a climate where I really don't have to do anything. Yeah, except, you know, all your yard work that you love so much oh i still do that here i was i was out i'm outside every day it's just that i have a different time requirement i never work in the i never work outside in in uh the yard past 9 a.m in the morning and i don't start working outside in the yard again until five in the afternoon the real I'm, nine to five life i'm gonna ask the question that everyone listening wants to know since since this has started that this being the pandemic, has your Mets intake gone down significantly? Would you say more than 50% or have you heard it of, heard more that people miss the Mets? Like how much are you still hearing about the Mets, even though there's no baseball? Okay. okay. Um, 
you want me to respond to what other people think or what I think about Nomad? No. Well, he's he's asking, is Dad watching more or less now? Oh, you mean sports events yeah. on TV? Yeah. Um, I would say probably you're going to laugh when you, you hear this answer, but I would say that your father and I probably read more than we watch TV right now. Whoa, reading. That's unbelievable. But but does, do the Mets still – like? would you say you still hear the word Mets on a daily basis or no? And who am I supposed to hear this from since I don't see anybody or talk to anybody except my immediate I, family? I just thought your husband would be one well, of those right. people. To be, to be, to be <laughs> fair, my, my dad and I usually keep it to ourselves. Got it. Okay. That, I, that's yeah, foreign no, to I me. You have to understand. No, that's a conversation that Gregory and Fred have. Gregory and I tend to talk about other things. Yeah, you you always bring up whatever Leah and Sarah are doing, even though I don't care. Exactly, I tend to I tend to hover more in the children world. Got it. You know, you, you did you realize that next weekend we were supposed to be hanging out in New York City all weekend? Yes, and I'm very upset about that. But what can we do? That's the way it is. That's the way of the world right now. We don't have control over what of what we want to do. We only have control over what we need to do. Some, you know, Ma, you're going to make some people angry by being all logical. <laughs> There's no other way to, you know what? I'll be honest with you. You have to, these people know that I'm a nurse. Okay. Right. Yep. So you have to realize that I am going to react to a health epidemic pandemic situation, very practical and logical because that's the only way I know how to react to it. Well, how, let me, all right. This is a fun. What if mom, uh, how would you have handled me being home from high school on a daily basis if there was a pandemic when I was in high school? Actually, I'd be happier because then I'd have somebody to talk to. Because you have to remember, pandemic or not, your father goes to work. Yeah, but you would have been at work too. Would I? Oh, I would have had free reign in the house. This would have been great. It would have been me and Tonto forever. Well, yeah, but it, it depends. Oh, wait, you're in high school? Yeah, when I was in high school, you were still you were still polling in shifts. I think you were you weren't full time, well, but you were still working. Yeah, I was full time. Yeah, I was full time. But you have to remember that for part of the pandemic, I wouldn't have been working because they you we would have cut our staff. The reason we would have cut our staff is because there would have been no scheduled surgery. There would have only been emergency surgery. So what would happen, which is what happened in most hospitals during this, is that the OR staff was actually furloughed. So I probably wouldn't have worked for, I don't know, four weeks of it. Were, you, I, weren't, you, weren't you still in ER and ICU when I was in high school? No, I was in the recovery room. I thought you were still, I, I still, I thought you were still in ICU when I was in high school. No, no, I was in the recovery room. I was, I was in ICU. I was in ICU when you were about eight years old. <laughs> those were, those were the fun times. The fun, the fun, well, fun, yeah, fun times. Yeah, don't you remember? You got your licorice stolen. Oh no! Yeah, I'm, I'm no, no, keep agree. going. What happened? <laughs> you want to tell that story, Ma? You can tell that story. Well, I think you should tell it. You have a better. You really have a better twist on it than I do. You have a, you tell it first. I'll fill in the gaps. Okay. Um, you have to understand that I had I had ch young children mm -hmm. when I worked. 
Okay, so sometimes at the end of the shift, especially, you know, I mean, I had to get home quickly because, you know, I'm not going to leave Gregory, who's like eight years old, you know. So, um, I mean, he had an older sister, but at that point, Sarah had a lot of sports. Leah was only, Leah's only a couple years older than he is. So I had to get home, you know. So sometimes I didn't always get my work done. What I mean by that is, I got my physical work done, but sometimes I didn't have enough time to finish all my charting. So, you know, I used to give report to the person who was picking up my patients and give report to the person who was in charge. And then I'd have to go home, pick up a child, depending on which one didn't have an activity, and I'd have to go back to work and finish my work. So I'm finishing my work. And as Gregory and I are getting ready to leave, we run into one of my husband's friends, who's another doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you, so, you, could use, you could use names. I'm sure Dr. Zelkowitz doesn't listen to this. Okay. So anyways, anyways, Rich, Rich is, um, you know, and while we're there, I usually give Gregory something to do because, you know, I give him, you know, because I'm busy, you know, he's sitting next to me, but I'm busy. So, you know, he's hungry, so, and one of the things that Gregory likes is, is Twizzlers. He likes I like Twizzlers. him, by the way. Oh, you like him too? Good. So, Gregory likes Twizzlers. So, I went and I bought him some Twizzlers, and he's actually, you know, just about ready to, you know, he, the package is ripped open. He's got one in his hand, and we're walking now towards the elevator because I'm ready to leave, okay? I don't need to stay there. So as we're approaching the elevator, we run into Rich, and um, Rich says to Gregory, he's only, Gregory's little, you have, like I said, right, he's right. only like eight, okay? So Rich says, you know, let me have one of those. And Gregory goes, no, they're mine. Get your own. Well, Rich didn't take that too kindly. He decked my son on the floor, <laughs> grabbed the Twizzlers, hey, and what? then started eating. Yes, yeah, and yeah. This is this is a forty-five-year-old doctor who tackled an eight-year-old for Twizzlers, Ryan. <laughs> that's 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 this story. That is this story. I will. So what? My mom didn't add a little context where my dad played in a Sunday doctors softball league. Okay. Um, and I would always go with him to either watch the games or play with the other kids of doctors that would be at these games. And the the doctor Zelkowitz was always at those games. And he was, he's the kind of guy that even though you're little, he kind of treated you like a teenager at all times in his life. So he would tease me and give me a hard time even when I was at these softball games. So, yeah, my mom brings me to the hospital. She's finishing her work. He's like, hey, give me a Twizzler. And I'm like, no, they're my Twizzlers. Go away. You're a big grown-up working a big grown-up job. You have grown-up money. Go buy Twizzlers yourself. So, yeah, he was a 45-year-old man that tackled a child in the ICU. That's a real story that happened. That's and you wonder why you wonder why I am why I am. That's that's a, why. That's a big part of it. It has to be. I can't imagine anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my my mom my mom just stood there and watched it happen. This is where why, were you? Why didn't you defend me? This is why you always say don't listen to doctors, right? You know, excuse me. Uh, watch. Yes, I I did watch it happen. I wasn't happy about it, but that's. <laughs> You don't understand, Ryan. Okay. Gregory left, Gregory left out one part of it. I'm an elephant. I remember everything. I forget nothing. And trust me, I get even. That was not the time and the place. And I had an opportunity 
at a later time when he needed something from me when I was at work, yeah. and I didn't, I wasn't exactly his most accepting re- recipient. I didn't help him. I well, told him to think. Did you let someone die because the doctor tackled your kid? No, no. I, I, I made him go do something by himself. He asked me to go get him something, and I told him I wasn't his handmaiden, and I walked away. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. All right, well, I Gregory, that ta- explains ta- a lot. I got tackled by a grown-up for a Twizzler. Did you get like, to and, 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 Ryan, we're not, we're not talking like we're, we're not talking like joking tackled. He, like, Lawrence tailored my ass. <laughs> you were flexible. Yeah, he turned Gregory upside down. That's fucking hilarious. Um, what's the thing you miss most about Gregory now that you're in Florida? What I miss most about him? Yeah. I guess physically not seeing him. Because in a lot of ways, yes, I can talk to him and yes, I can text him. But the, the physical contact, I, I, I miss not seeing his face. It's it's very unforgettable. I have to say it's seared into my brain. Like I can't. Have you seen? I have a question uh, about Gregory's mustache. Have you ever seen it when it goes so far past his lips that it covers his lips? Uh, it goes so far past the top lip that it covers the bottom lip, rather. And what do you think about long style mustaches like that? It's not on my face, so I actually don't think about it. There you go. That's right. Supporting her son, everybody. Gregory, you still have that mustache? You do that right now? No, I, I did. My facial hair is all fucked up. It's because I'm bored. Yeah, so that I'm makes just, sense. I'm taking swings that I wouldn't normally take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. If do you remember Jim the Anvil Nineheart, no, Ryan? But I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, he basically. I basically have a goatee, but instead of a connecting beard, I basically have given myself mutton chops. That's great. <laughs> you would hate it. I, I promise you, you'd hate it, and you would, you'd hate it. Okay, but I'm. You just need to know that I'm bored. I. That's all. That's everybody knows that what we're feeling currently. Um. Uh, well, what's What's the thing you miss most while you're in quarantine? Like, what What do you normally do that you now can't do? Because we learned that Ryan's mom is desperate for hair coloring. Oh no! Actually, you know, it's really funny. Actually, I don't miss anything. Okay, I go without things, but it's not that I miss them. It's It's just uh, I look at her as a temporary inconvenience. That's that's you're a strong being, will. That's really nice. You're being, you're being no, far too practical. You know, you have to remember. Again, I'll put it. I have. I put it in perspective. You know, like, um, okay. The only. I mean, there are things we go without. I mean, we don't get the New York Times every day. I only get the Times a couple of days a week. I only get the Times now when I, you know, I shop one day at Walmart and one day at Publix. So on those days are the days that we get newspaper. I used to literally drop your father off at work and go every single day and get the newspaper, okay? Because I do enjoy the newspaper. But the bottom line is I don't do things that are unnecessary. I I only do things that are necessary right now. Oh, no, you go on. So, you know, I mean, probably – not like Ryan's mother, probably, yeah, I probably needed a haircut at the end of February, but that didn't happen. And it's and the way it looks, it's not going to happen for a while. But, okay, so my hair is longer than it's ever been. I think the last time I had long hair, I was a teenager. Yeah, that's what I'm but looking at, too. Yeah, it's not the 
end of the world. That's why they invented ponytail and hairband. You you are a bit, I know you like your hairband, so I'll give you that. Has uh has dad's martini intake quadrupled? No. Whoa. No, no, that that hasn't changed at all. You're so, so really so responsible, both of you. Well, no, I can't, I, I can't it's, not, it's not responsible. It's just that we just, you know, we just know that the, this is a situation that, you know, it could have been prevented, but we have a, my political views are probably vastly different than your listeners. So, um, you know. It's, 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 it's 50-50. Mark, 50. It's 50-50. Yeah, I, 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 I think most of them probably agree with us because people who don't agree with us just call us liberal cucks. Yes, uh, we go 50-50 oh. on both ways. Um, I would say if you're not on one side, you're a loser. And if you're not on the other side, you're a loser. And then when we say anything, we lose. So no matter what you say here, we lose. So that's okay. Oh, well, well, my, my biggest gripe is that, unfortunately, doctors and nurses and people in healthcare spend all their life taking care of people. So we're not literally... We're not really politically active, mm-hmm. so we don't get we don't get involved. So the bottom line is, since we basically stay off the curve, um, the bureaucrats of the of the world kind of have screwed up and put us in this situation because there should have been so much more being done about pandemics. I mean, there there have been studies out since 2003 that this could happen to us, and all the federal funding just there was none. It dried up. The public health service is like, uh, you know, it's a skeleton of what it used to be when I was early in my career. You know, it's, it's, it's sad. There's, you know, the situation that a lot of people living without health care, this should never happen. This is the United States. I mean, there's just too many, there's problems. There's too many people in politics who are too busy funding their specialty things and their lobbying groups instead of realizing that you know what people are their investment but now it's thrown in their face so let's see what they do about it very curious yeah. right. it's like it's Let's, like in a movie uh, it's like in a movie when they go to the scientist and they're like how could you never have told us like i've been telling you for 15 years i have the cure exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I mean it's all, it's been there i mean it, it's always been there it's just that it always gets shuffled to the bottom part of the deck yep it's mm-hmm. always been there People, people just have to wake up and smell the coffee, but but they don't. You know, everybody else is, is, you know, there's a lot of people that are very selfish in this world, and they would never do anything for anybody else. And unfortunately, people in healthcare, they always put other people before themselves. That's how, that's because that's the type of people who are attracted to healthcare. Let's you know? uh, let's let's get a little bit more uplifting. Why don't we? Uh, I, last time we had you on, you told the story of how you frisbeed my birthday cake mm-hmm. off the deck. Good one. Do we? Do you have another uh, birthdays with Gregory story you want to share? I don't think I ever did anything to you terrible on your birthday. <laughs> well, you, it doesn't have to be something you did terrible. It could have just been something embarrassing I did. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have was, to be. It also was, doesn't have to be birthday. It could be any time ever. There was. There was one birthday you horrified me, but I'm not going to tell that story here. Oh, goodness. Cliffhanger. I don't know that. Well, it is a cliffhanger. Um, no, I think, I think the hardest thing for you, especially when you were younger around your birthday, is because your birthday, you know, 
It fell during Passover, so I wasn't allowed to have cake. Exactly. I mean, I think that was the hardest thing was it was trying to invent something that wasn't a cake. You know, that was, you know, I think that was the hardest thing, you know, because Sarah and Leah always got cake and mm-hmm. you didn't always get a cake. So sure I did. The worst, Ryan, the, the part that she's not going into, the worst part about it is we had these dumb traditions in elementary school mm-hmm. where if it was your birthday, it was basically your responsibility or your parents' responsibility oh. to bake a cake for the class and then the class gets to have cake. So my mom would make cake. Oh, I just wasn't no. Oh, that sucks so much. <laughs> no, but I always, I had, I've always brought something for Gregory. Right, I know, yeah, but it's like... Cake. You made a special cake, and he had to watch all of his friends eat it. No, actually, Gregory, most of the time, when it was your birthday, if I decided I was going to do a cake, I never did, and it was Passover, I never did a cake. I usually did I usually did a cake after your birthday. It's not the same, but, though. You know it's not the same. No, I didn't, because Gregory, uh, it, the law prevents me from baking a cake during Passover. I don't even have, I don't even have flour in the house. You had flour in the house. I knew exactly where it was. It was in a box in the basement. Exactly. It's not in the house. It's that, was, that was in the house. <laughs> that's not in my house. That's the basement. No, I'm sorry. That's not part of my kitchen. Not during Passover. Do you want to yeah. Do you want to tell the story of how you let Tonto once take a walk for himself? And I was. it was the most confused I had ever been in my life when I got home. No, actually, I didn't let Tonto take a walk for himself. Tonto's their dog. No, a French, no, no. French bulldog, well, by the way. No, okay. Tom, what happened was I had, and I had to work that day. I was so annoyed. Um, I had a service person um, doing something in the house, and he was running in and out of the basement. I can't remember why he was there. Maybe a plumber type. I'm not sure. But anyways, um, he left the door open. The dog went out the door. I didn't know the dog went out the door. So the guy's doing what he's doing. I'm changing into my uniform. I come downstairs, and he's almost done. And I don't, well, you have to know French Bulldogs. You always okay. know they're alone because they breathe very heavy, you know, because they're, they have, they, you know, they have a really short snap. Right, so right. they snore. Okay, so anyways, there's no snoring. I'm like, where the hell's the dog? Right. So I look all over the house. I can't find the dog. I can't find the dog. I am flipping out, flipping out, okay? Now, the guy's left. I can't find the dog. I run around outside. I'm looking for the dog. I'm like, I am beside myself, okay? I'm supposed to be to work in less than 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where is he? I don't know where he is. I can't find him. I'm having a fit. I'm literally hysterical. It's like I lost one of my kids. I am having a fit. Right. All right. So, I can't find him. I finally, you know, I now I'm in the car and I'm going up and down, you know, this North Avenue, which is the lateral street to our house. Okay, still don't see the dog. I go home and I, now I'm late for work now. I call work. I tell them I'm going to be late. I have, a, I have an emergency. I don't tell them that I'm looking for the dog. I just tell them I have an emergency. All right. All right. I hang up the phone. It wasn't. 30 seconds that I hang up the phone, honestly. The phone rings again, okay? Okay. It's the pound. The pound. The pound is calling me. They are telling me they have my dog. The pound is eight miles from my house, okay? 
there, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they have my dog. All right. What? I am, and I kept saying, I kept saying, excuse me, what makes you think that you have my dog? And they said, well, he has a license on, and we, and well, he also has a chip. We scanned your chip. It came up with your phone number, your address, yada yada. I said, okay, I'll be there in two seconds. Okay, I go flying down there. Okay, I walk in. I don't know what. I don't know about you. I don't know if you two have ever been in a pound, but I have to tell you, it's an, it's like incarceration. It's all cement walls, all cement floors. It's 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 really dreary. It's a cage that goes from floor to ten feet high, and there's there's like fifty cages in there. I mean, it is it is awful. So I'm at the front desk. And the guy says, me, you can't go back there. I looked back there and I thought, well, who wants to go back right, there? It's, right. it's, like, it's criminal, right? Uh-huh. You know, they have all these dogs in these horrible situations, you know. And so he goes back and he reaches, he's going to reach for the dog, reach in to get the dog. Well, of course, Gregory will tell you, he's kind of a little nippy. He only does what she wants to do and only if he wants to do it. Very great. So the the guy looks at this little, and he's little, he's all 28 pounds, you know, but I have to tell you that he's scary. He's, you know, he's got this really deep growl and he bark and he never barks, you know, but the growl is not nice. So he never, he never bark- barks. He barks, he barked all the time. That's a lie, but keep going anyway. No, he doesn't bark. <laughs> He, no, he barked every he barked every morning because you wouldn't carry him downstairs and he wanted to go eat breakfast. Oh, of course, because I wasn't doing what he wanted. Oh, but okay. you just said he never barked. He barked every morning. <laughs> well, Wait, okay, I, this is so a cliffhanger. So what happened? Hold on. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, you know, so the guy now walks back to get the dog, and he's afraid of the dog. So he comes back to me and he says, I'm going to make an exception. He goes, I'm not going near your dog. He's vicious. What? (laughs) The French bulldog, Brian. Tonto. Vicious bulldog. Yes. Okay. So I go and I get the dog. I come back and the guy goes, $25. What? I said, how long has he been here? He literally, he said, I checked him in literally, you know, like 10 minutes. He was hardly there. Okay. He said, I checked him in. I, I said, Twenty-five. You get twenty-five dollars for a dog being here ten minutes. I said, the rest of the dogs that are here. I said, how long have they been here? He said, it doesn't matter. I said, oh, I see. If they're here ten minutes or a week, it's twenty-five dollars. He said, that's the law. Oh. And it, the the part of the story where I come in is I was in high school at this time, uh-huh. and this is back in the day where we had answering machines. I come home from school. I do the normal. I take the dog out. I come back inside and I check the answering machine, and it's this just nasally dude on the phone who calls it is like oh hi there um so i found your dog on the side of the street and i'm like staring my dog in the eyes as i'm listening to this message and i just remember thinking like what kind of fucking day did you have <laughs> because that, my mom my mom just didn't want to tell any of us that the dog that ran is away so funny. or that she let the dog get away can i tell so you I get a, home very, and- a very similar story to what you just told me in, in briefly under 30 seconds one morning I woke up and I can't, when I woke up my dog had a cast on its leg. When I woke up it was next to me with a cast on its leg. I slept through my dog getting hit by a car, breaking its leg, and then coming home, getting casted, and then put in my bed while I was sleeping. Nobody told me. I woke up and then my dog was casted. I was very confused. So I know that feeling. Oh my god, it was awful. It was awful. 
time you're on you can tell the story of the time you left me the world's greatest voicemail where it was just gregory come home you're dead <laughs> that's mad funny well, no, but, but actually that has a good ending see because you're not dead and look look how well things have turned out for you yeah amazing yeah, got sure. this podcast all right mama mama kaplan <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, stay safe down there in Florida, okay? Okay, thanks. Bye, guys. Enjoy your evening. Bye. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Gregory, that was talking to our moms. That was was MomCast 2. MomCast 2. We did it. Proud of us. Yeah. Uh, The the Gregory, you're dead voicemail is one of my highest honors. You're dead. As a child. Uh, We'll be back next week. Talking more thing Rangers all through this pandemic. We're here for you. Hope everyone's doing okay back out there. I'm recovering. Gregory is still alive, which is great news. You can follow me at Twitter. At, uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Twitter. At Twitter. Uh, at Orion Mead. And you can follow Greg at Boosters Break. And we'll be back next week. Love you. Bye-bye.